Hi everyone, welcome to this podcast on the new UK rules around financial promotions and how they apply to crypto assets. My name is George Morris. I'm a partner in the digital business team in the London office at Simmons & Simmons. I'm a, a specialist in crypto assets, uh, blockchain technology. I've been working in the sector for about eight years now, and I support a wide range of industry participants in relation to regulatory change, cross-border servicing, new product launches, and wider legal advice. Very pleased to be joined on this podcast today by Gordon Ritchie. Gordon, do you want to introduce yourself? Thanks, George. Yeah, uh, my name is Gordon Ritchie. I'm a supervising associate in the FS regulatory team at Simmons Simmons, uh, focusing on crypto asset regulation. So I think this is a, a pretty important day for the crypto industry, um, certainly in the UK, but also actually more widely because we've had new rules that have been published uh, today by the FCA alongside some uh, consultation on some guidance that's come out related to that. And we've also had some uh, related legislation recently passed all in relation to the new financial promotions regime as it applies to crypto assets in the UK. So Gordon, if we could just kick off with a bit of an overview as to actually what, what does the FCA publish? We've got new rules, we've got guidance, is that right? Um, you know, what, what have, what's actually come out today? Exactly correct. So the FCA published near final rules, which will be in its handbook, um, that will impose specific obligations on UK authorised firms and firms that are registered under the MLRs for crypto asset activities. Um, while the guidance is more general and relates to how financial promotions relate to, relating to crypto assets should be carried out. And as you mentioned, this kind of overlaps with the legislation that's come in, which brings crypto assets generally within scope of the UK financial promotion regime. So it all comes together in one big package. Yeah, and just to talk a bit more about that. So how, do, how does it all fit together? You know, we've had the legislation that's already been published. Uh, as I understand it, that gives us sort of two levels of rules that need to be considered in relation to this. You know, um, how does that work? And also, you know, more most importantly, when does this all start to apply from? So it's now been confirmed that from the 8th of October of this year, um, qualifying crypto assets will be brought within scope of the UK financial promotion regime. So this has been out for a while, but we didn't have a specific date that it would apply. So the legislation makes it a criminal offence uh, to carry out financial promotions that are capable of having effect in the UK. Um, and so the rules, as mentioned, they only apply to UK firms and include crypto assets alongside other high risk investments like P2P lending and non uh, readily realizable securities. So these rules impose obligations on the form and content of the promotions, as well as requiring certain frictions to be imposed on the customer journey when you're onboarding um, retail customers specifically in that case. So I suppose if we can if we can summarize it, you've got the, the legislation at the sort of top level that provides for a general prohibition on doing financial promotional activity when it comes to crypto assets. And then we have the rules that sit below that that are more specific in relation to UK firms and, and how UK firms need to comply with the financial promotions regime in, in more detail. And I suppose the, the big question everyone's going to have on their minds is actually, what does this cover? I mean, I think we've already um, indicated there's a, there's a reasonable amount of um, cross-border uh, um, effect here. But I suppose that the next question is kind of actually what kind of promotions are covered? Because I think one thing we've noticed is that when we've had discussions on these uh, on these new rules in the past with clients, they uh, as they've understood it, the first kind of um, thing that they think is that this applies very much only to sort of promotional emails, you know, adverts as they you know uh, as they're that they're putting out, etc. But actually, it goes much more broadly than that, and that's where this where the difficulties come in in relation to um, overseas firms, non-UK firms, because promotions, as they're defined in the financial promotions regime, 
includes anything that is an invitation or inducement to enter into the controlled activity, i.e. essentially crypto exchange and, and some other things. And so it, you know, it's not just sending emails to people, making sure those emails are appropriately tailored for the rules. It's actually everything that's capable of, of being seen as promotional in relation to UK persons. So even uh, going towards being, you know, to controlling uh, website landing pages that are available to be viewed in the UK, even if UK customers can't actually uh, access those services, the fact that they can see those promotions means that you're you're breaching um, the Section 21 restriction, which is the general restriction on on financial promotions. So it's very broad reaching, and as a result, and we'll talk about this a bit later on, but there's there's quite a lot of work to be done uh, from now until the 8th of October to comply with this, and quite a lot of work to be done by um you know quite a broad range of different firms so next up i think we look at you know the cross-border enforcement piece there's a um there's a big question at the moment sort of uh, you know within the industry you know does this actually apply to us you know do we need to worry about it so we already mentioned there is definitely a cross-border risk here the primary thing I think we need to, to note is if we go back to the structure of the rules, as we mentioned before, the, the top level legislation is a general prohibition on financial promotions in relation to crypto assets. And it's a criminal offence if you breach that. And that's not restricted to firms that are operating in the UK. So the crucial thing here is that any firm that is putting out promotional material when it comes to crypto assets will be uh, subject to these rules at the top level. And so there is definitely a risk of cross-border enforcement and it's not just a theoretical risk you know we, we obviously see legislation elsewhere in the world that, that captures various things that that purports to have effect on a cross-border basis but in relation to financial promotions you know these are existing rules that have applied in relation to securities for a long time now and we have seen extensive uh, activities by the fca to um, enforce these rules on a cross-border basis um, so the fca actively does look for uh, breaches of financial promotions regulations by firms that aren't based in the UK and they have actively said in the um, uh, in the materials they've been putting out in relation to this latest change that they will be looking to enforce uh, uh, these these rules relatively aggressively so we are expecting that there's going to be uh, you know reasonable amount of enforcement but interested to hear your views on on it Gordon in terms of how it yeah. might go well um as you said, um, we've already seen this in the past and specifically in relation to crypto asset firms, those who have been dealing in derivatives products that have been able to be viewed in the UK, we've seen the FCA uh, write to them and publish letters and uh, enforce against um, with notifications on their website saying that these firms are carrying on activities in the UK without a license. And and so, yeah, there's no reason to expect that they'll be treating um, financial promotions in relation to crypto assets themselves any differently. Um, and yeah, I would, I would imagine on the 9th of October, the FCA will be starting to write their letters and I wouldn't be surprised to see um, a lot of publicity around this. It's clearly something the FCA uh, cares about and they want to want to push hard on. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I think you say, you know, there's no reason for it to be any different. I think actually um, I suspect it will be different given that, yeah, the FCA is probably going to be pushing this harder than they have in the security space, I would imagine, given that, you know, we saw the... Um, 
the announcement of these rules this morning. I think I can't remember the exact headline, but essentially it said, you know, FCA push, uh, um, publish, publishes tough new rules for crypto asset promotions. It's uh, yeah, they're obviously pushing this as being a very strict measure. And as a result, we can imagine that you know, they're not just going to have strict measures on paper and then never enforce them. We're going to see letters going to firms who aren't complying yeah. with it. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess this is the first time that they've actually had crypto assets within their sort of regulatory perimeter. So up until now, we've had the money laundering regulations where you're having to register, but it's it's quite, I mean, it's a difficult process to get registered, but their, their enforcement powers underneath that are relatively lightweight, whereas now they, they have criminal offences that they can come after people with, which hopefully they don't go too hard. But yeah, we I would expect they will. So I suppose we should get into a bit more detail about sort of what the you know what the whole thing looks like. Um, so perhaps let's start with a bit of an overview actually of how the financial promotions regime works in a bit more detail because I know we've talked about sort of you know roughly what it covers, who it covers, and roughly what it's restricting. But there's quite a lot more detail in there, and uh, so it'd be good to hear Gordon a bit more about sort of just at the top level actually what's the what are the headline points in terms of how FinProm actually operates in practice. Sure. So. Basically, you have to be authorised um, as a regulated firm in the UK to be able to carry out promotions unless you're able to rely on an exemption um, or you have it approved by another authorised person. Um, interestingly, they've also now brought in this additional point where if you're registered under the MLRs, you're able to uh, publish and promote your own crypto assets. You can't approve other firms' crypto asset promotions with that, but you can uh, publish your own. That was definitely in response to the consultation that came out in January last year where there was a big outcry from the industry where they were going to be left unable to carry out promotions with very few firms able to approve their their promotions. So that's that is a good win for the industry. So that's been confirmed. Um, and so yeah, you basically have those four routes. So you're authorized, you're registered, have a third party approve your promotion, or you're operating under an exemption. So the exemptions are things like the general brand marketing. So it's not not really a sort of offer inducement to engage in the investment activity it's just your brand um unfortunately the fca have confirmed that there won't be an exemption for um high net worth individuals or self-certified sophisticated investors so that that does limit things a bit but there are a few so high net worth companies you'll be able to promote to um investment professionals you'll be able to promote to so there's there's some room that you without being authorized so there's mainly for firms overseas um, will be able to approach uh, investment professionals in particular in the UK, so institutional clients, you should still be able to promote to. And on the um, on the third party approvers piece, see that is a, um, it sounds quite helpful at first glance that you could engage a uh, an authorised firm in the UK to be able to approve your promotions. So it comes with a bit of difficulties though, right, in terms of sort of who's able to do so and also there's a bit of regulatory change coming up in that space as well. That's that's right. So at the moment, any uh, authorised firm can approve anyone else's um, promotional activity, but they're introducing this thing called the, the Section 21 gateway, where firms are going to lose their ability to approve other firms' financial promotions unless they get a, a permission to be able to do that approval. And they'll have to demonstrate that they have the relevant knowledge and experience in the given area of the promotion to be able to do that, um, which causes a bit of an issue where crypto assets are concerned because no firm, well, very, very few firms have that relevant knowledge and experience to do that because you don't have to be authorized to do crypto asset activity. So authorized firms tend not to be in this space. And so, um, yeah, it looks like there's going to be a, a very few firms that are actually going to be able to do this. So while it's it's there as an option, 
it's it remains to be seen how common this is going to be able to be used in the, as we go go through the process yeah and within the um within the authorized firm community there's going to be an element of um of uh, concern in relation to doing this type of activity given the fca has been quite clear that they've been nervous about crypto promotions for a while we've seen the advertising standards authority coming out with various um uh, um rulings against crypto promotions over the last couple of years um so and, and the the liability that, that attaches to third party approvers is quite significant in relation to potential breaches of financial promotions where they've approved those those um those marketing communications so um it is going to be uh difficult to engage with uh third party approvers you know there are there are some out there that are considering doing it um but uh but it's going to be a process that's going to have to be quite carefully managed uh but and it's a you know it is an option for offshore firms i suppose the final potential option um which is a complex one is to try and avoid doing financial promotions entirely which obviously yeah. is um theoretically possible but has some difficulties um so yeah let's let's talk a bit more about that yeah, as a, um, yeah so yeah are you able to just give us a bit of an overview of exactly what sort of promotions would be covered by this yeah because the as i said before at the start the crucial piece is that this goes way beyond um you know just thinking about email marketing so it goes on to you know all of your website communications anything you've got on your blog um you know what you've got on your landing page you know if you've got a twitter feed all this kind of stuff the the communications that you're putting out to the market anything that's publicly available and indeed some things that are, that are shared privately as well in order to uh, to in, uh, to invite or induce people to enter into crypto asset activity, all these types of um, all these types of calls to action are going to be covered by these new rules. And so, if you've got a Twitter feed that that uh, that's the company Twitter feed and it talks about you know brand new products that you're launching that's fantastic and everybody should come and take a look, if that's capable of being viewed in the UK, then effectively that is a financial promotion that's covered by these rules. And so. You have to be careful about all your communications to the extent that they are capable of having effect in the UK. And that capable of having effect in the UK is can be boiled down essentially to is a UK person able to see this? Um, so it's extremely broad. Um, I mean, that's, so that's the think, whole internet, right? <laughs> that's... Essentially, yeah, that's right. So you know, we've looked at it in the past in the context of securities, like, for example, crypto derivatives platforms. Um, now, crypto derivatives being securities in the UK already, they've been covered by these rules since, you know, since the rules were around um, because they are securities. And so crypto derivatives platforms have had to deal with these rules for a while. But ultimately, if you think about what, um, you know, a platform does when it comes to engaging with customers or potential customers, obviously all of the communications inducing or inviting someone to you know trying to get them to engage with the platform all of these things to the extent they're capable of having effect in the uk would be covered um, and therefore you'd need to consider whether or not you you uh you know whether you're able to actually do that and if you're an offshore firm the only real option to be able to do that is either via the investment professional exemption or um getting that approved by a third party um the alternative as we described of of uh being able to uh yeah, potentially operate your platform with no financial promotions. You know, it is possible if you could potentially operate the platform in a way that meant there was no promotional activity, no promotional sort of statements or anything of that nature uh, on the platform, 
then it may be theoretically possible to to engage with UK customers uh, without carrying on financial promotions and therefore not need to go through an exemption or uh, to to have your financial promotions approved by a, a third party approver. But in practice, that's going to be quite complicated. Um, you know, many ways it's just it's going to be too hard to do to to scrub your platform of financial promotions. Now, as you mentioned before, Gordon, there are some exemptions. Like, for example, you know, if you're just providing factual information, um, then that then that gets you quite a long way. Or brand advertising, again, as you said, isn't covered. Educational material isn't covered. Um, so there are there's plenty of things you can do, but it's very difficult to envisage a a platform on a website that is. Uh, that's completely devoid of financial promotions because the definition is so broad. Any more thoughts on that one, Gordon? No, I think I think that covers, yeah, covers a lot there. It's it's going to be a big, big change and challenge for firms to be able to do this. And uh, yeah, it's going to be something that we definitely need to start looking at sooner rather than later. Yeah, and that's the thing, because I suppose you know, a lot of people listening to this now will be thinking, actually, well, what do we do about this? This sounds pretty, sounds pretty terrible, right? And I suppose... There's a there's a number of different options, and the first one is uh, come to the UK, get registered, and then you can approve your own promotions. Um, now, obviously, that's not exactly the the easy route, as we know. It's uh, getting registered with the FCA is highly complex and a very long process. So, of course, that is a that is an option, but it's not an option for every firm out there. Uh, but we have seen a lot of activity with firms looking to get registered as a result of these changes, simply because they um, you know. The, the, the ability to approve your own promotions is quite a powerful um, right under these rules. So that's one option. Obviously, engaging with a third party uh, approver is probably the next best option to be able to have a service provider who's appropriately authorised, who can review and approve your promotional activity. There's, there's complications with that. Of course, there's cost involved with that, too. Um, but that is probably the next best solution. And then after that, there's a range of, of more kind of complex measures involving um, trying to sort of reduce or remove your financial promotional activity to the greatest extent possible to show compliance with the rules. Um, at that point, you're sort of you're starting to get into a slightly more risky position, um, particularly given that, as we said before, the FCA is going to have a lot of uh, a lot of eyes on on the industry. But um, but there are you know, there are ways to be able to mitigate uh, you know the effects of this legislation. It's very complicated. Um, but alongside that, there's a lot of uh, potential sort of um, collateral documentation required policies to be able to uh, to understand exactly how your promotions can take place and what the rules say and how you're going to comply with those procedures to give to your marketing teams. Um, considering how uh, your exec uh, execs are going to be able to talk to the market about what's going on um, with the firm uh, and how that would have effect in the UK, etc. And then also, you know, ultimately things like geo-blocking UK customers from websites uh, you know, to be able to remove the ability for them to be able to see these promotions. Ultimately, that's sort of the nuclear option to a great extent, but some firms I'm quite sure will do that. Um, but uh, have I missed anything, Gordon? Is there anything else? I think that that's that's a good summary of their options. But yeah, happy to talk through them with any firm that wants to get in touch for sure. <laughs> yeah. So so I think in summary, it's um, it's a big change. Uh, it is a uh, it's a very short implementation period. So we've, as you said at the start, Gordon, we've got till the eighth of October, twenty twenty three, to get this stuff in place. There's quite a lot of changes required um, across firms before we get to that date because. As we said before, it's not just email marketing, it's the platform, it's all your communications channels. 
um, and getting your marketing teams and your execs up to speed on what that what what this looks like um, is going to be a, a difficult process because it's quite a step change in terms of thought thought process from within the industry. Um, and also bearing in mind the the routes to compliance uh, are a little bit uh, winding, so they take a little bit of navigating to get right. And finally, we are expecting quite a significant amount of FCA enforcement in relation to this. So it's a uh, it's an issue that that I think is is going to need to be managed and managed by you know every firm that that carries on crypto asset activity. Unfortunately, if you take it to the nth degree, there's not a single firm in the world most likely that that won't be touched by this in some way, shape, or form. If you're doing crypto asset activity and UK customers can see your website, then it's an issue. Unfortunately, you, you're going to need to look at so. With that in mind, um, I don't know if you've got any any closing thoughts on your side, Gordon. I think, yeah, just to, to echo that, they, these are big changes coming soon. And uh, the sooner you about how they're going to deal with these problems, the, the easier it'll be for them. Um, we don't want to be 9th of October and seeing people start to have letters from the FCA. Mm, totally agree. So yeah, if anybody has any questions on it, please do get in touch. Um, our details will be uh, on the website or you can drop us a, a message on LinkedIn or drop us an email. Just let us know. We'd be very happy to talk to you about this. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks.